Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I have Anne Van Ordstel on the show. Anne is an intuitive coach, mentor, and medium. Her mantra of believe, know, grow serves as a catalyst for turning personal power into a divinely inspired life. She connects with the energy of individuals and that of the spirit world. Anne is passionate about the link between life and the physical body and our spiritual afterlife. For over 15 years, Anne has worked with spirit and makes personal unfoldment a top priority. She's completed testing with Mark Ireland's Find a Certified Medium program and is a certified medium practitioner with Helping Parents Heal. Anne regularly attends Arthur Finley College and other spiritual education venues throughout the U.S., U.K., and Netherlands. Anne is committed to continued growth in all aspects of mediumship and has made healing a lifelong mission. Welcome to the program, Anne. Thank you so much, Marla. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah. I think about us going back and first meeting at Suzanne Giesman's workshop um, for mediumship in Sedona. And yeah, and that's where where our journey started. And we just sort of kept in touch. And I'm so proud proud of you that you've built this incredible, I guess I'll call it business, um, but you're on this journey and you're doing it full time now, right? I am doing it full time. I walked yes. away from the corporate world. Yes. Doing right. it. Doing well, it just for, just for my listeners, I've had a few readings with Anne, as has my mother-in-law, and she's she's amazing. I'm going to share a little bit of that a little about later. But Anne, let's start about how you began your journey. Absolutely. Well, I always say I think that I was aware of my abilities as a child, although I pushed them aside. I think many people will say that. Uh, we all have that natural ability to tap into the other side, although we don't all use it. So for me, it really came more strongly after I had my two children. I have two boys. Um, and so when I was in my early 30s, mid 30s, I really started feeling a pull. I couldn't ex- describe it really or explain why. I just knew I was really interested in, in death dying, the afterlife. I had a real fear actually as a child of dying. And I think that part of my healing process going through mediumship is to be comforted by the fact that we don't truly die. We transition to that next phase of life. So I think that was very, very clear for me as I was being pulled and and had that interest. And so as I was looking for answers on my journey, I 
you know, started to take classes in mediumship, really understand what was it I was feeling. And I did have um, a now well-known medium, Rebecca Rosen, uh, out of the Denver, Colorado area where I was living at the time. I took a class with her and she said to me afterwards, well, you know, you're a medium. And I said, oh no, I'm just here to, you know, explore this and get some answers. Never thinking at all that it would be a path that I would see myself living day to day. And uh, at that time, she also told me, uh, without a doubt, using my grandmother's name, that my grandmother's working with me. And my, I was only three years old when my grandmother passed. So I didn't know her in life. And everything that Rebecca told me about my grandmother, uh, I could validate uh, with my mom after that session. So I knew there was some truth to this. I just didn't know where it would go. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And that was the prediction from the medium that you've talked about. In terms it of was. Of becoming, becoming. Yeah, it wow. was. And there were other things that she said to me at the time. You know, she knew what kind of work I was in, uh, uh, advertising and marketing. She knew that I owned my own business. So there were other things. And we all have these experiences, I think, as well. When you sit with a medium or when you meet someone that truly touches your life in a you know, these real life-changing, drastic ways, there's usually that nugget that you have a hard time shaking because you know it's real and it's truth. And so there were a few of those that day for me. And, you know, from that moment, I just started to really say, if this is what, you know, my path is to be, then, you know, let's go on this journey. Let's do it, Spirit. And I, um, in 2016, took my first visit to the Arthur Finley College, I felt like going there would give me the answers I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And it really did because I walked in those halls and I felt like I was home. And everyone that was there, although very different levels, different interests, um, had that same feeling. You know, we just kind of came together uh, in, in oneness, if you will. And since then, I realized the importance of truly studying and making the um, unfoldment practice a part of my regular routine. And so since then, I've been back several times as well as as to some other places to study. And I think it's a really important part for me of how I work on my own unfoldment. Can you talk a little bit about giving readings to your friends in the horse barn? Oh, yes. That's always fun. (laughs) So when I started, what you're referring to, Marla, is when I first started out, I thought, how am I going to know if this is real? How am I going to know if I have any abilities whatsoever? And at the time, and I was living in Denver, I was very involved in uh, equestrian sport. I rode hunter jumpers. And I was competitive. I rode in California, Florida, all over the country and had a really great core group of friends um, within this in this stable. And some were riders themselves. Some were the parents of, um, you know, younger riders. But we would always come together and have kind of this social time. And as word started to spread that Anne could talk to the dead, it was a little (laughs) bit of a sideshow, to be honest with you. And I said, well, you know what? If you let me practice on you, great, let's do it. And I think that I surprised not only them, but I surprised myself. 
because that was one of the things actually that my early mentors said was just practice. Anyone that will let you practice on them, just do it because you have to start feeling what it is to be a medium. You can't just say I am one or I desire to be one because quite frankly, I didn't desire to be one at all. It wasn't something I was seeking. My parents uh, were both living at the time. I hadn't lost anyone close to me. I wasn't seeking answers or connection in that way. And I know that that is oftentimes the catalyst for others. They have a life you know, journey such as yourself that takes you down that path of really wanting to know that your loved ones are with you. That wasn't particularly my path. So I really had a lot of doubt and question and thank goodness my friends were there to, you know, be ready to say, let's do this. Let's give it a try. So I really relied on that for several years um, and kept practicing and kept studying until I felt like, okay, it's time now to branch out. I pretty much knew most of the things that Spirit was going to tell me about this core group of friends. It was time for me now to branch out and <laughs> right. work with others. Yeah. How, do, how does Spirit come to you? Oh, that's a great question. It's different and it still is different. It changes, you know. I um, was actually just talking uh, with one of my mentors this morning and we were talking about how I worked before, meaning the last couple of years and how I'm working and evolving now, how that's changing. And I think what's important for people to know is that I can't make myself a medium. You can't make me a medium. No teacher can make me a medium. Spirit does it. If this is very spirit led. And so how they come to you depends on really where you are in your own development. Mm -hmm. So for me, initially, it was a knowing. It started out very clairsentient, uh, a feeling or knowing. And um, I really can't explain it more than that. It was just, I would be in the presence of others and I would have almost like little flashes um, or just as you, you know, you might meet someone and you would get a first impression of their warm personality or they're very generous or something of that nature. That's how it would start. But then it would go further for me and it would go further to, oh, they're quite lonely or they're missing someone or why am I being shown, um, you know, a movie theater and I'm smelling popcorn. What does that mean to them? And I'd later find out that they owned a movie theater as a family and it was in the family for generations sort of thing. Um, things like that would come up. And so it was more of a knowing when I first started, it still is a knowing, but how it's evolved for me is spirit is now able to use various clairs, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience all at once. Wow. So it's almost as getting that full download of the story or the impression, whatever it is spirit wants to provide to me all at the same time. So it's, um, it's evolved in, in, in great ways, meaning the clarity of the message or the clarity of the evidence that's coming through. Um, even, even things, you know, how I, uh, there are certainly like if a spirit comes through and I, they would be smoking a pipe, I would smell that. That's a very different smell from say cigarette smoke. And so I would bring that up 
as part of the evidence for a sitter. And that comes through and it's evolved. Yeah. Wow. I remember, well, I've had a few readings with you and, and one that just pops into my mind is you were having a gallery reading and I mm-hmm. never, I never go to things like that. Just, you know, and plus it was at five o'clock, you know, it was kind of time to be winding down. And, and I thought, you know, I just felt like I, I've got to go on. I've got to go on. So, you know, there were five or six people on and you started talking about that you were seeing a signed baseball in a like a small glass box and I was like oh my gosh and I walk into my son's bedroom as we're talking and there are two not only one but two signed baseballs in these little glass glass carriers or whatever you want to call them that my husband and son had gotten at a silent auction but it was just um and and you can you shared a few other things too but it was just crazy so or not crazy it was beautiful so what when were a couple of when you first started this work kind of like aha moments like wow now I know now yeah now you can't you can't deny it anymore right Gosh, I have to say there's been so many, but um, one that really stands out um, for me was I was with my friends from the stable and we were having a kind of a a barbecue at someone's home and there were a few new people there. And I was immediately pulled to one of the gentlemen in the group who had just moved to the area and was actually working at the stables. And I didn't know why when I first, when he walked in, I felt that connection, but it was almost as if we knew each other before, almost a deja vu kind of thing. And once everybody, you know, had kind of relaxed and found their place to sit and whatnot, we sat near each other. And I said, uh, I think he brought up something about knowing I was a medium and how does that work? And he's very curious. And I just couldn't hold back. I had all of this information coming through for him. That was so powerful before either of us knew what had happened. We had a small crowd around us. We were oblivious to the fact that any, you know, but, but he was crying at happy tears and he was very happy to hear from a friend of his who had departed a couple of years prior. And what I didn't realize at the time was how badly he was hurting and uh, later found out that he was suicidal. And uh, he shared with me the day after this experience, how I saved his life. And I thought, okay, this is bigger than me or some ability. This is truly healing. That's when I knew it was really healing, I I think. Um, And he said, based on what you told me and what you know, my friend shared with me, I have a lot of work to do left here and I won't let him down. I won't take my life. I won't do that. I won't do that to the people I love who are still here. Mm -hmm. So for him, it really, really changed his path completely. So I remember going home that night and saying to my husband, I woke him up and I said, this is real. This is real. And I don't know where it's going, but it's real. And I think he said something like, okay, honey, go to sleep. (laughs) Um, But really it was absolutely um, that, that was certainly one of the moments. Um, 
Uh, another one, yeah, another one that comes to mind was I was uh, with a friend who I hadn't seen since high school. Um, and here we are in our 40s and we were chit-chatting away and she said, yeah, I've heard that you're doing this work. And, and she uh, said, you know, I hope you don't mind, but I invited a friend to lunch. We, we met for lunch and I said, oh, okay, great. Well, this is sometimes what happens too. You know, you get, <laughs> you get, you get surprised by who, what strangers show up when you think you're having, uh, you know, a, a friend's <laughs> reconnecting lunch and then somebody <laughs> you've never met shows up at the table which is what happened in this case. But I, I, I don't, you know, I don't begrudge her that. <laughs> I've forgiven her. Um, but this friend came and she sat down. She was so beautiful. I remember my first reaction to her was that she was just stunning and beautiful. Very tall, gorgeous woman, could be a model uh, in any book. And I was just kind of taken aback by her. She got up, she went to the restroom and my friend said, I'm really sorry to bombard you like this but do you get any feelings around her? And I said, well, I don't think I should say what I'm feeling, but yes. So I ended up telling her what I was getting and it. And the short story of it was that I felt that there was another man in her life and I knew nothing about her. I didn't even know if she was married. Uh, she came back to the table and my friend said, okay, tell her what you told me. And so I said, I, I feel like there could be another man in your life, but you know, I certainly don't want to speak out of turn. And she started to cry and she said, I'm happily married. I just had my third child who's six months old, but I'm in love with my ex who is on the other side. And what's so interesting about that, Marla, is that I felt her ex-boyfriend, they were not married at the time of his passing. I felt his presence and he was telling me that he was with her and that they were together. And she proceeded to tell me about her experiences over the course of the last few months where he would come visit her in the dream state. And it was so real that she was thinking about leaving her husband to go back to this relationship between her and someone who was deceased. And I was able to work through that through one luncheon. I was able to oh work through gosh. this. Incredible, right? I didn't even know at the time that was possible. So I helped her understand and helped her, you know, beloved ex-boyfriend who was in spirit understand the importance of her needing to live her life yes, and to let go of him and how that would be beneficial for both of them. And I just thought that was really an incredible story. And the amount of evidence that he brought through to prove it was him was really extraordinary. So those two things happened in the course of about, I don't know, six to eight months. And I went, okay, I better pay attention. Um, so yeah, really. And she's, you know, has a wonderful, beautiful family and is happily married. And, but I think she just, she was so overwhelmed right. by the love and you know it when you have that sense from spirit, when you experience that true love from the spirit realm, it's very overwhelming. And I think that she had a lot of questions about what to do. And, and um, you know, she made all the right decisions for her and for her family and, and, and her beloved on the other side is well, and, you know, they will see each other one day and it will be a beautiful reunion. But at the time it was a huge lesson for me. Wow. What yeah. 
beautiful story. You know, I have read somewhere where you had said that when you connect with the other side, that mm -hmm. the love is just so overpowering. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about that and also what you've learned of what it's, what it's like on yeah. the other side? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's true. It is, ah, it's hard to put into words, you know, yes. it is as a mother, there's this mother's love and it's hard to describe it. It is just to your core at the soul level, loving another being so much. Um, and, and that's really how it feels when you connect with spirit. Mm -hmm. It's something deeper than the physical. It, it is such a feeling of acceptance. That's a word that comes to mind. Acceptance and oneness and connection where all of your doubts just fade away. And so when you're in that presence of spirit, when they start to bring, so what happens when I'm doing a session for someone or when I'm, you know, connecting at that, in that way, I feel a physical presence come into my auric field. And the auric field is that energy field we all have around our physical body. So they're not coming into my physical vibration, but they are stepping so, so close that I can feel them. And it is a feeling like, um, well, it's different depending on, on how they get your attention. But for me, it's a knowing. Um, it has evolved over the years where I will get a, a lot of facial sensation. Mm -hmm. I get a tingling in my face, sometimes in my crown chakra. Um, when they're very, very strong, people will tell me my lip twitches. Um, I can't do it now because I can't recreate it. It's something <laughs> the spirit world does, right. but my lip will twitch when they're, when they're coming in a little bit, you know, um, forceful. And so I know they're ready. They, and they want me to speak and they want me to give the messages. So that's kind of the knowing for me. And then I just open up and try to get out of the way because there's no room for my mind in this. And in fact, when my mind steps in, it goes haywire. Right. That's why I say I don't, I, I prefer not to know anything about anyone I ever read for, because then I know it was not in my subconscious or someone would have told me that at some point in time. And, you know, I think that's a really big concern for anyone having a reading. As a medium, we have huge responsibility to be authentic in how we receive and present the information. And I take that very, very seriously. So I know that what I'm feeling is coming from spirit, but there are absolutely times when I will get the information wrong. Any medium will. No medium is 100% accurate. And that is only due to the fact that the spirit world must use our frame of reference. Right. Right to get their message across. It's a little bit like charades because it's not like you and I having a very clear two-way communication. It is them impressioning upon me something. It can be a flicker of an image. It can be a scene from a memory. It can be in the case of animals. I often see them just running around really quickly. So I might get that it was a medium-sized dog and the dog was black and maybe it had a name that started with the letter B, but maybe that's all I get. 
for a dog, for example. And so spirit, the intelligence behind, I don't want to say behind, the intelligence of the spirit world and when they communicate with us and how they orchestrate that um, is mind blowing. And so I've learned that even the most, what seems simple or mundane kinds of messages or evidence might have a huge impact as it did for you with the baseball, oh, right? In, in the, in the, in the casing. Yes. Um, you know, I recently had um, a reading with a, a gal and she enjoyed it very much, but she said it near the end, she said, you know, there's, I asked her if there was anything else I could provide. And, and uh, she said, you know, I feel my mom here. I know my mom is connecting, but I just, can't help but wonder, is there that one thing that she can give me that only she and I would know? And as a medium, you kind of go, oh boy, right? Because <laughs> you pressure. want the pressure <laughs> yeah. and you want to give that, but you certainly want to make sure it's not your mind stepping in because yes. somebody posed the question to you. So I said to her, I heard the spirit say, be patient. And so I thought, okay, if it's meant to be and something's going to come, then they'll give it to me then it will be clear and that will be it. And I just trusted in that. But I changed the subject just briefly to something else and came back to it. And I said, well, you know, what is interesting here is I'm being shown a stuffed elephant, not a teddy bear, but an elephant. Do you connect with a stuffed elephant? Well, yes, she did. And earlier in the reading, I gave her the number seven as being very significant and she couldn't take that information. I said, I'm seeing the number seven again. And she said, oh my gosh, I was given that elephant on my seventh birthday and I still have it. And I thought, oh, isn't that beautiful? That's such a great message from her mother, but it got better. And then she said, I said, oh, your mother wants me to be really specific here because in my mind, I, my son has similar, it wasn't an elephant. It was a rabbit, but has a similar stuffed animal and uh, named after a a boy, a boy's name, you know, a human. So I said, well, actually your mother is telling me that this elephant is a girl and you named it after uh, a human name. And she said, yes, oh my gosh, that's exactly right. And I'm thinking in my mind, I know she wants me to give her the elephant's name. name. (laughs) The stuffed animal, of course, you've gone that far. And so she thanked me. She was so happy. She was so happy that I was able to give her that because only she would know that. And her mom would know that she had this beautiful stuffed elephant when she was seven and still has it on her bed today, I guess. And as we were signing off and I said, thank you so much. And I was saying my goodbyes and, and gratitude to the spirit world. I looked at her and I said, Ellie, the elephant. And she said, are you kidding me? That was the, the stuffed elephant's name. Wow. So spirit knew we, they'd already given evidence, right? They'd already shown right. her that this was her mother, but they really, I think did that for me, Marla, honestly, I really think that they gave me that last bit of information. One, because I didn't ask for it. That's a big, big lesson I've learned over the right. years to expect the unexpected. So I say that to all of your listeners, because so many of us will say, I just need a sign. 
And if you give me this sign, I won't ask for anything else. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, and then tomorrow, they want another comes. sign. <laughs> and then tomorrow yes. comes. Yes. yes. And then tomorrow comes. And so, you know, I think with, um, with that particular experience, it very much was similar where spirit said, you, you didn't ask us for the name, but as a teaching, we're going to give it to you. That was the impression that I got from right. the spirit world. Yeah. That was the impression. Ah, what an experience. You must just yeah. walk away from these things and wow. I do, you know, I do. After that one, I said, wow, thank you, spirit. I really wasn't expecting Ellie to be the name right, of the elephant, but right. you know, I didn't have any expectation. Right, right. And that's when you're gifted with these signs or messages truly. And so that's what I say to everyone, every chance I can get now is release your expectation and you can set the intention going into a reading, you know, in your case, I'm sure you always want to hear from your son. Mm -hmm. However, there might be another spirit communicator who has wonderful messages for you that if you miss those, you're missing a great opportunity for your own soul's growth. So that's what people have to always be open to as well. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I hope I, I answered your question. I went oh, off on a bit of a tangent Yeah, there. you did. Well, I want to go back to that in a second. But I did have a reading um, a while back. And Spirit brought through a message from my mother to my sister's daughter. Yeah. And it was, I was like, wow. <laughs> so that's important for people to yeah. know too, you know, it may come in that form. So Anne, um, just to expand on the answer that you just gave, is does the spirit world give you an idea of, you know, you hear some say we, they do yeah. still have bodies, ethereal bodies, but, and they're working and they're playing and they're, and it's, it's very much like the physical world, but it's full of love and happiness. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Yeah. From my experience, what I've uh, been shown and told from the spirit world, as well as listening to, oh gosh, archives, for example, the Leslie Flint Trust yes. has beautiful archives of the indirect voice, uh, phenomena, which I can't get enough of. I'm, I, I love listening to those. Um, so what I've been shown is that once we make our transition, there's sometimes there's additional healing that needs to take place. So that might be an earthly time, you know, days to weeks to months. Once that's complete, we do have, we are basically living our next life, which can be an extension of this life. For example, if we loved golfing in this life and golfing was our passion, we can still golf on the other side of life. Absolutely. We have homes. They create homes if that's important. Say, you know, um, a wife passes before her husband and she wants to make a home. She wants to have a, a physical presence for when he comes to the other side of life. She does that. She can share then um, in a reading what she's done. I recently had this happen where um, they were living in the States, but what she was showing me was this beautiful little English countryside cottage. 
And the husband said to me that she always wanted that. She always wanted to live in England in the country and have sheep and this whole thing. And that's what she was describing that their home would look like when he got there. And I just thought that was amazing. I just got chills thinking about that (laughs) because it was so beautiful. She described it. And I thought, had my mind gotten in the way and knew that they were from Wisconsin, I probably would not have talked about an English countryside cottage. <laughs> no, you know, probably not. It would not have come up. <laughs> right, right. But I trusted in what spirit was giving me. And she was saying, you know, I'm preparing for you, which is no, in no hurry, no time soon. But that was important to her. She was quite the homemaker here on this side of life. And he said, nothing made my wife happier than making a beautiful, comfortable you know, home for our family. And so it didn't surprise him in the least. That's what she was doing over there. Um, I love to hear about people who are helping others cross over. Um, You know, I've had plenty, worked with plenty of people who have transitioned by suicide, who are working with Mm -hmm. others on the mental health, you know, challenges in this side of life. Um, And that's the other thing I want to talk about is It's not a, you're on this side or that side. What has been very clear to me recently, yes, the the essence of your soul is no longer on the physical plane. But when we talk about having spirit help us and work with us and teach us and heal us, really, they talk about how they are getting spirit doctors spirit healers, artists. If you are an artist in the spirit world, you might impression upon and coach and mentor someone who's in the living with their artwork. So they're able to impact what we're doing here in the physical realms. 100%. You know, if we're asking for their help, they're giving it. They want to make themselves known. It's not as if they transition to the other side and don't want to connect with us. In fact, it's just the opposite. You know, you might have heard people say, you know, we need more mediums. It's true. I believe that we need more people to open up and be the messenger because the spirit world wants that. And I always say, if we know, if we know that our existence doesn't end with physical death, I believe we might be kinder, more gentle, more compassionate when we are living here, I think it will make us better people to know that we continue on. Yeah. So speaking of that, well, first of all, I have to throw in, um, you know, I've interviewed a lot of um, people who've had near death experiences and quite a few, including Peter Panagore said that the only question he was asked when he was on the other side was how have you loved? Mm. how have you loved and that's what you're saying right now that that you know then people know that that's really the most important thing the most important thing you can do is how you treat others yeah so Anne what would you tell a child who Mm. knowing what you know now that has either had a loved one pass or a puppy pass or and they're going through that, you know, yeah. going through that grief. What would you, what would you say to them? 
Well, I would say that first and foremost, grief is, grief is natural. Grief affects everyone differently. So your experience with grief and loss isn't going to be like someone else's. And that has to be okay. And you have to be okay with it because it's a natural part of our human condition, right? The next thing I would say in quick order to that is look at the positive. Look at the opportunities that you now have before you to have a relationship with a broader knowing and understanding and intelligence on the other side of life. You now have this personal connection to the other side. So how can you utilize that for good? How can you utilize that to wake up every day feeling joy, feeling how you're going to make this life your very best? Because you know they're going to be there with you every day that you're walking on this earth. And then when you're not, when you transition, and they'll be with you to greet you. So it's coming from a place of being comfortable and secure with who you are and those around you that you love in the physical and understanding that they're still present. They've just taken a different form. You can still talk with them. You might not get the same, you know, immediate reaction, but if you listen and you work on your awareness, it's there. It's absolutely there. And so I would as, as much as possible, encourage them to go within and really feel into those signs that show that their loved ones are with them. And what a message it is for the adults in the child's life to also do that as that's right. Yeah. For themselves that's as right. mentors. And all that. Well, thank you so much, Anne. I so appreciate it. Is there anything um, that you would like to shout to the world or share that we haven't talked about? Gosh, you know, there's so much. <laughs> this topic is just really endless. Yes. Um, I think. Um, and your trance work. You're starting uh, yeah. to do trance now. Do you want I to am. chat about that for a few minutes? Yeah, I'm, at, I'm sitting for trance. I've been uh, focused on it for about three years. And trance is another uh, word for altered states of awareness. So uh, it is a mental mediumship, which is what I do today in my work. Uh, it, is, it is also that form, but it's really becoming one with your spirit team. And there's typically one or two or maybe three spirit communicators that will work with the medium through that trance state. And so it's a matter of, you know, sitting on a regular basis, being very vigilant about that, understanding the energy that you're feeling and, you know, ultimately doing some speaking of trance, having your spirit team speak through you. And then there's also trance healing where our spirit team helps to uh, provide healing for those here in the physical or in the spiritual world. And that can be uh, hands-on healing, or that can be remote healing. So it can be very, very powerful and something that I've really naturally been pulled to. Right. And again, I think it's more of the spirit world telling me what I'm going to be doing. And I really just release to them and say, you know, whatever it is you, you have for me, 
I'm here to serve. And, and that's my approach rather than to try to have a preference. I think it's all connected. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you do personally to, do you meditate or, or mm-hmm. the things that you do to nourish your, your nourish yourself? Yeah. Great question. I do. I meditate. Well, not every day, you know, I, I meditate, I would say four to five days a week. And that's usually about 30 minutes for me where I just quiet my mind and I sit um, and just really just allow spirit to do whatever it is they need to do. If they just need to work energetically through me, then so be it. Um, I also sit for trance once a week. I have a, um, a home circle where I sit with uh, right now two other people and um, we sit and we just welcome spirit in and sometimes we'll get certain you know messages that come through or maybe some phenomena or things like that and that's always really exciting so that requires more of the energy of a small group um, and that's kind of what I'm working more and more on but um, definitely the meditation sitting in the power as well which is if meditation is a passive state, sitting in the power is active. So I'm really sending out those messages to the spirit world to join me and provide healing or, um, you know, energetic work. I'm one of the things I've been very, very amazed by, especially in my trance work is how much effort the spirit world makes to connect with us, to make sure that the energetic vibration of my body the vessel as you will, uh, is in tune to receive from them in the best way that it can. So that's something I take, you know, very, very seriously. Um, mental health is so important, uh, as a medium to balance yourself, whether it's through yoga or just walking, getting outside and walking and, you know, exercise and things like that. Um, I think that's all really, really important. And to, to make sure that anything that you need to focus on yourself, whether that's past traumas or like I said, anything mental, um, working through those and being the best that you can be to serve the spirit world is very, very important because we do see people that want to serve the spirit world, but what happens is they'll get stuck or they'll not be able to really reach their full potential because they need to work on themselves first. So that's very important for all of us really. Mm -hmm. So for those that want to make connections with their loved ones and spirit, work on yourself, allow yourself to be that, you know, um, open your awareness to the best of your ability. Yeah. And isn't it true that you do need to ask ask for spirit to come through or ask for help? You know, I don't believe so. You don't believe so. I don't believe that. Um, Now, I think that it really depends. And and maybe your question is about, you know, there are many people that believe, you know, we need permission to do this work or things like that. So uh, I I don't really mean that. that. Okay. I, I guess I was talking more about spirit guides. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I believe that they're with us all the time. I think that, um, again, you choose. So yes, you can, you can ask them to become, if it's something you really want to develop. Yes. I would say definitely Marla, that's something where you want to say, you know, please come be with me, show me the path, um, help me understand what these messages mean. Um, that is important, but I will say that spirit walks beside us 
whether we open our awareness to it or not. And the beauty of it is that's just part of the soul continuing on. And that's how strong love is. That's how strong love is when, when our loved ones pass to the other side, whether we ask them to come and give us signs or be with us and work with us in this capacity or not, you can rest assured they're there. They're helping you. Even if it's not in a mediumistic way, it is, it is to ensure that, you know, you're comforted and you're, you're, you know, you're doing what you need to be doing on your own journey. Well, mm-hmm. Anne, thank you so much. I, I'm so happy that you're happy in Arizona, but I miss you here in California. Oh, I miss the ocean. <laughs> well, you can come and visit anytime. Oh, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> well, I love thank it. you. And if people want to find yeah. you, how would they do that? Absolutely. Well, they can check me out on Facebook and Instagram as Medium Ann Van Orsdell. And then my website is annvanorsdell.com beautiful website yep. by the way thank you so um i try to be active on social you know just it's one way to express myself and to express what i'm receiving from spirit um and then you know i do private readings right now and teaching and mentoring and i love it well thank you ann i really appreciate it and i'm sure we'll i'm sure you'll i am sure you'll be back Oh, thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Good to see you. Good to see you. You have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Marla. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.